It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. This is Shane Harrison with Access Atlanta, and this week I'm here with Melissa Ruggieri, who is back uh, bringing us a story of another local band who uh, is quite famous. You've probably heard of them. Um, so tell us what you got for us, Melissa. You may have heard of Sugarland. Yeah. They, 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 they were a local band a long time ago, but right. they've, you know, became worldwide and, yeah. and had been gone for a while. You know, mm-hmm. this show, so the tour kicked off August, no. No, the tour kicked off in May. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what day it is right. anymore. There were so many concerts that week <laughs> in Augusta. And they're going to be here in August. They're going to be here August 3rd at yep. Infinite Energy Center. And I wanted to go down there, even though it's a little bit of a drive, and I forgot about how far of a drive it is to Augusta. <laughs> then I remember when I used to live in Richmond and cover concerts and drive to D.C. and Virginia Beach twice a week. That, yeah. It was kind of the same thing. I was just yeah. a little out of practice. But I thought it would be worth it just to see the tour kick off because it was the first time they were going to be performing together. Big concert. First concert date in five years. They did get back together in November. They made a surprise appearance at the CMA Awards. And then I went to the after party that they were having where they performed for the first time. And we put some video up from that. So that was technically their first performance. But they also said, you know, hey, we could probably get you some time with Jennifer Nettles and Christian Bush before the show to sit down and chat. Which, you know, you don't get the two of them that often. And they haven't been talking to a lot of people yet. So I thought, yeah, let's, let's, you know, go over there and do it. And they, they were awesome. I mean, I've known Chris, I've gotten to know Christian over the few years that Sugarland has been on hiatus because right. he's been doing so many other things here on his sure. own with his solo albums. And then he had, did the musical at the Alliance Theater. And he's just a great guy. He's just yeah. a sweetheart. Jennifer, I didn't know quite as well. But every time I've talked to her on the phone over the years, she's always been lovely and was, you know, very, very chatty, very friendly. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And the thing I noticed as soon as the two of them walked in the door together, they actually walked in arm in arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sat down on the couch, probably an inch away, you know, from each other. And, you, you know, there's definitely a chemistry there that mm. isn't faked and goes back for you know how many right. years now 15 years probably yeah it's been a while it's been a while <laughs> since the, the soul miners daughter days at eddie's attic when you were probably writing about them then. Yeah, yeah 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 and then the jennifer nettles band yeah. back then and yeah all that yeah, yeah yeah and you know then that just grew into sugarland and everything that they're doing now and so they decided 
they decided late last year that maybe the time was right. Because every time I'd see Christian over the years, you know, people would say, and I would ask him too, like, what's going on with Sugarland? And he'd kind of say, well, you know, Jennifer's off on Broadway or, you know, she's doing some other stuff. I'm doing some other stuff when the time is right. It was never an acrimonious thing. Yeah. It was always just a more, we have other things we'd like to pursue. Right. So we're going to go do that for now. And, yeah. you know, as they both said in, when I got to talk to them, their time away from each other made them stronger. And coming back together, Jennifer said, just even technologically, the things that Christian was able to do with equipment and stuff that they mm -hmm. didn't have, yeah. <laughs> you know, even yeah. five, five, six years ago. Yeah, it's amazing how, how, how that stuff changes so quickly. It does, and so much faster, and just, yeah. you know, just different in so many ways. And their first album in seven years is called Bigger. Yeah. It was came out earlier this month in June. Right. And it's great. I mean, and seeing those songs perform live, and, you know, and when I saw them perform, the album wasn't out yet. Right. So... They did probably, gosh, I think they did more than half of the songs from the new album. I mean, right. that are on the new album. And people were responding to them as if they had heard them, you know, for years, even yeah. though it was probably the first time they were hearing them for a lot of people. Right. And, th th you know, I'm sure you'd agree with this. Uh, there came that point that Sugarland wasn't necessarily a country, in quotes, band. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think when they when they did like Stuck Like Glue, and yeah. they really kind of got away from the rootsier side of country mm -hmm. stuff. And and I think this album is sort of like that too. You, you know, I mean, they have one song on there that Taylor Swift gave them, and yeah. it's the first time they've ever had a song on a Sugarland album that they didn't write. Yeah. But when Taylor Swift says, "Yeah, yeah," when hey, somebody who yeah makes huge hits like that, yeah. why you know why not? And yeah. the song has become a, a U-tip for them, babe. And um, it, it just also turned into a thing where they realized, as Jennifer pointed out too, when they went on hiatus, there's been a whole generation of people <laughs> who yeah. have come around who don't even know who Sugarland are because they weren't together. True. So by having a, a connection to a Taylor Swift, you're opening yourself up to her whole audience yeah. that they're going to be like, oh, Taylor wrote this song for who's this Sugarland band? And, yeah. you know, and, and check and check it out. Yeah. And, and there you go. So that worked yeah. out. That was a smart move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I mean, especially if you've been gone for that long. But, yes. you know, it's like it, bands do take those sort of long extended uh, breaks now. You know, it, it, way back when, it, it was unheard of oh, was to go album longer. album tour, album tour, yeah, album tour. Yeah, <laughs> to go longer than a year without yeah. an album was just, it was shocking. Yeah. I mean, you know, back in the 60s, people were releasing two a year. Exactly. I mean, the Beatles had like several on the charts at the same oh, time. Yeah. You know, it was just yeah. the, way, the way the business went. But right. things have changed so much. And they oh, talked yeah. about that, too. I mean, we talked about how the industry has changed in the time that they've been away. And just, you know, they admitted it's been a bit of a challenge to sort of reintroduce themselves yeah. to radio because, again, there are a lot of people out there who might kind of remember you, but then younger right. people who never knew who you were in right. the first place. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of an interesting time for them. And they are going to, you know, they are going to be running through Atlanta later this summer. And I love that Christian's brother, Brandon, is yeah. back in the band. And yeah. Brandon has done so many things over the years. He's been in Train. You know, he's been in Sugar yeah. Land when they go out on the road. He's done film scores and TV scores. And, and he's an awesome guy. And, yeah. and they have a really great band with them. And... You know, live they really seem to be having fun up there. Like you could tell they were they were, you know, kind of giving each other a little inside 
joke looks kind of thing yeah. and, you know laughing a lot yeah and, well when you after you take a break i guess i mean it's fresh again right I suppose. you like each other again yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I mean, it, yeah and jennifer said the last time the last time they were in atlanta it was august of 2012 they played verizon amphitheater and she was pregnant and you know her son magnus is now five so mm-hmm, <laughs> that's yeah. how long it's been and they were they were kind of at the end of this very long i think it was like a year and a half tour behind the incredible machine album which was yeah. the last album they did and she said yeah it was like a machine i mean it just got so grueling that you know you just get so exhausted and burned out from the lifestyle and just the one thing into another into another that after that is when she was like you know I'm going to have my kid and then I'm going to look at some other things to do and I need a break from this music industry craziness and yeah, yeah, you know. Well, it's a grind sometimes. I mean, after you, if you do it for, for years and years, yes. and it gets to the point where, you know, yeah. you don't have a break. And you're not 22 anymore, too. Yeah, you know, well, that's the other that's, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. They have both been working a long, long time. Yes. I mean, they didn't even really get that big breakthrough until they were, I mean, they both had huge, you know, well, not big careers, mm-hmm. but they had both been in the business for a really, really mm-hmm. long time, performing mm-hmm. around Atlanta and regionally mm-hmm. as well with their own, you know, projects. Right. And so. yeah, I think they were probably in their 30s when yeah. you know, success came like yep. that. And and yeah, you don't, as I learned even driving back and forth to Augusta, <laughs> coming yeah. home to write, you don't bounce back as quickly as you used <laughs> yes. to when you were in your 20s. Yes. But they are going to have the nice tour buses, of course, which right. helps. And Jennifer, um, Jennifer lives in, in New York now. She has a place in Nashville, but she's mostly based in New yep. York, she said. And Christian is still here in Decatur. Yeah. Um, but she said Magnus is going to be on the road with her and, you know, right. as, as comfortable as he can be on the bus because this kid's kind of grown up being out, you know, doing yeah. stuff, even though they she did solo tours the yeah. last couple of years because mm-hmm. she released a couple solo albums also. Right. And so he would be with her then. So for a five year old, it's sort yeah. of like this is just sort of normal life. Where's the bus? Right. <laughs> Where's my bunk? Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So she's not really too worried about that. But they, they will have enough time off during the week. You know, they're not doing shows every single night that they yeah. can come back home because, you know, Christian has kids back here in sure. Decatur, too, and, yeah. you know, wants yeah. to be able to see a family. And, you know, like a lot of bands are realizing now you don't have to do those 250 dates a year yeah. around the world things anymore. I mean, yeah. there's so many other ways that people can listen to you and find you. Right. And, you know, if you just do 40, 50 shows, you're good. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's like work-life balance. Is it just like a thing for corporate America? Right. It's, you know, it's for, for musicians as well. Right. Rock stars. They're just like us. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and it's like, when you mentioned Brandon, that made me think about, he he was recently doing radio, and he's not doing that right right now. Uh, But he's also really great to follow on social media. Mm -hmm. If, um, you know, if you want to follow them on tour, that's a good way to do it. It's like he posts things from the road. Yes. uh, stuff like that. He's a very entertaining guy. He is an entertaining guy, and I've every time I see him, it's almost like a running joke. Now I'm like, Brandon, I want to do a story about you. Brandon, <laughs> do a yeah. story about you. You know, because I I don't think people know that much about the other Bush brother, right? Because he likes to be in the background. I mean, that that's yeah. kind of his thing. You know, yeah. he's a keyboard. Well, he plays lots lots of things, but he's mostly a keyboard player in yeah. Sugarland, and and likes, he's been in tons of bands. He's been in Train. Or, yeah, he's been, and, you know. But I mean, back in the day, back in when the day, it, he was like in local bands. Yeah. I'm trying to remember some of them because I mean. Actually, I rehearsed in the same space that that one of his bands was in. I can't even remember their name now. <laughs> there was there were quite a few though. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been around for a long time. Yes. Just like just like uh, you know Jennifer and, and Christian, Christian have. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean they they and, and I love that Christian has 
never let go of his Decaturness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. He, I mean, I think he lives in Avondale Estates area, but, right. but the studio is in Decatur. And yep. he said even though they recorded most of the album in New York and in Nashville, that he did the mixing back here at mm-hmm. his place in Decatur because he just feels comfortable there. I mean, he's right. got all his toys and yeah. stuff set up, and it's a it's a great little place to, to hang. You know, I guess you spend 20 hours a day someplace. You want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and he loves the neighborhood. He loves yeah. the people. He loves being close to, like, Eddie's attic, you know, and, yep. and stuff like that. And and I and that's just kind of a cool thing to, to see somebody who you know has been as big as they were in their in their payday, and then still you know having a worldwide presence. I mean, they go overseas and they're still you know selling out arenas and sure. stuff to still like want to come back to Decatur. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a cool thing. It's yeah. a very cool thing. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, so so uh, we're gonna hear from um, Christian Bush and Jennifer Nettles uh, from Augusta. Uh, talking with Melissa Ruggieri about their new album, their tour, and their hiatus, and all of that sort of stuff. So uh, have a listen. I'm here on the kitchen floor. You call, but I won't hear it. You said no one else. How could you do this, babe? Let's start with like the most obvious stuff, sort of like, well, why are you rehearsing here? Is, was there a reason for Augusta or? Oh, <laughs> no, but I mean, why Augusta? Um, why Augusta is the first show? Yeah, or just sort of your base for, you know, for rehearsal and. Well, because the, it's logistics, because yeah. the first show is here, so it makes sense if you can have access to the building, you go ahead and load in, you get right. to rehearse in the space. Right. Beyond but the that, city, why I mean, Augusta? Oh, just. Routing. I mean, does that mean anything to do with Georgia? <laughs> so. We played Augusta over and over and over again. Might as well. I mean, we played yeah. here before. It's, yeah. Uh, they, they make it affordable. You know, the Georgia Music Act. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. To... So, actually, you are a beneficiary of that? Because that could be something it, I could use it, later. To well, <laughs> it's not necessary. It, it only works if, for some reason, we make a lot of money in Georgia yeah. this year. Yeah, right. Right. Is the way That'd it works great. technically, right. and we right. would love that to right. happen, but we're at song number one on song day number, number one. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, did you do any of the recording here? Did you do anything in your place? Uh, we did some of it. Most of it we did in we did it in two places. We did it in New York. Mm-hmm. We did it in Nashville, but mm-hmm. then we came to Atlanta, and you know, I did all my mix and fix stuff here. Right. And Jennifer, you still live in Nashville now, right? I'm in New York. Oh, you're back in New York. Yes. You were in Nashville for a while, though, weren't you? I have a home there, yeah. Right. I was there okay. for a little bit when Magnus was a baby. Okay, so you're full-time back in New York. Well, I guess there's no full-time this year. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere. Yeah. You're, in a, you're in a bus, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, tell me what made this the right time. I mean, I know, Christian, you know, we've talked a lot over the years of you doing lots of you know, your stuff, and Jennifer, you were off doing your stuff, and you would always say, you know, when the time's right, we'll, be, we'll get back together. So what made the, the time right? Funny, <laughs> you should ask. Uh. <laughs> we we learned at first. We thought it was calendar logistics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought it was opportunity. Uh, an opportunity um, to do other things. No, to no, come back like, together. Okay. Like, okay, we have the space and time to do this. Do we want to do this? Okay, let's you know, let let's see if we can write together. There were a lot of like open. There was a lot of openness mm-hmm. to it, and then when we started writing together what we saw is that the timing was less about the calendar and more about the message mm-hmm. um, that the, these all these songs as we started to see them collected we thought 
okay, we started to see, all right, this is bigger, no pun right. intended, that's right. the name of the album. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, this is bigger than, than what we thought, this is bigger than, right. than uh, just a collection of songs, this has a bigger message, this has a bigger purpose mm -hmm. in what we are doing. We also got to see um, in doing this, like, uh, th that what we the things that we do that are bigger than the sum of our parts mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons i think this was the right time for us artistically but but more so i think in true sugarland fashion i think it was the right time for these messages mm -hmm. that people need to hear you agree i what if he said no i think it's i think that what, what he even more amplifies that reality mm -hmm. is because now I'm trying to process it. Because, you know, it, it, all these songs now sit on us and we're about to go play them for people. Yeah. And a lot of them, especially tonight, tomorrow night, and maybe some of next week, people haven't heard the record. Right. But within two or three weeks, mm -hmm. these will not be songs we're proving. Mm -hmm. It'll be songs you could have heard mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. Right? And in this little time and space, it's, holy crap, why do we do this? Mm -hmm. Why is this going down? And it is really a somewhat, part of it is an expression of us working together as adults that are parents that are looking out at a world. Because you look at the world differently when you become a parent. Mm -hmm. And you're a parent more recently than me, so you probably speak to this a little closer to your heart, but I don't know. I, I'm in a, a teenage teenagers, stage, which, feels like which is it's getting louder. <laughs> yeah, because I have to really explain things to them now. Right. Like I got to really explain to my daughter. I mean, awkward things. <laughs> well, I mean, she's already between twelve and thirteen. Like mm -hmm. in the next two weeks. Yeah, but try also too. At least you can. I mean, try <laughs> explaining it to a five-year-old. You know, Magnus and how, Justin how do do were in Nashville. Um, when we were uh, when we were rehearsing, when we were working and mm -hmm. rehearsing, when the there was a, a sh there school was shooting, shooting yeah. not a school shooting, oh, there was a shooting a, at mm -hmm. the mall. They were at the mall. Oh my god! At the time that it happened. Wow. And so it's like now, granted that that particular shooting was it was a, a different temperature in the sense that it was two people men who knew fighting. each other. Yeah, people right. who knew each other. An altercation. Just like, Hi, I'm coming in to hurt a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still, you know, the mm -hmm. current climate right now is such that it's like to explain it to him, I, you know, I had to be like, well, mm -hmm. because he was very upset because he had to leave Dave and Buster's, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> he, Understandably. so first yeah. of all, you got to explain that reason <laughs> right there. But it, but it was like, you know, th there was a, a bad man who mm -hmm. wanted to do something, you know, right. bad. And so we had to get out to be safe and... Mm -hmm. But but there are more good guys than bad guys. I mean, like, how, how, how do you, you start explain it to yeah. five years old? Right. How? You know? And, and, and what a weird challenge is you start to write songs. Because the way we write is very intuitive. Is mm -hmm. I don't know what's on your heart. Where are you right now? Mm -hmm. It's a balance between what is your what, what inspiration is going on in the last ten minutes mm -hmm. and what inspiration has been, like, circling in you for the last five years. Right. And, like, and you have to balance that. And that's what I'm curious about, too. When you guys came back together to write, what do you feel like you each brought from all that time that you were doing solo things and different, totally different things? You know, you had a musical, you were on Broadway, you yeah. know, I mean, and, and do you feel like stronger together now that you're back or, or what do you think the time away did to help? I think it definitely strengthened yeah. us. I think it, it, it gave us, you know, it sharpened our skill set, mm -hmm. gave us new tools and things we didn't have before. You know, when we went in even to write the record, some of the tools that Christian was using in terms of technology and, and, and ways that he had been creating grooves and, and all of this stuff, you know, really 
formed much of our writing. Mm-hmm. It was already there, and then went on to then obviously inform the songs themselves mm-hmm. to their completion. So even, but that was that was technology that we didn't use right. six years ago, right. seven years mm-hmm. ago when we right. were writing Incredible Machine because it didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, so you know, it's like those those kinds of skills that are new in terms of, of growth and 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 the skills that we each gain in terms of you know just using our skills more him in in producing records and in writing records and and writing musicals and me and performing in musicals and acting and how that informs being a storyteller and how that you know so all of that I think we came back stronger mm-hmm. I think we came back definitely re-inspired and I think that, that it did what we wanted it to do which was fill our cups mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a new way mm-hmm. you know we had been on that though it's not lost on me that the last album we made was called Incredible Machine mm-hmm. I mean we had been <laughs> in a freaking machine for 12 years yeah. mm-hmm. and I think as artists I think people have to take those kinds of breaks in order to like Rejuice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, all, all, all of the Sugarland records have always been a step past the one before them, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very proud that we listened to ourselves and went, "We love this." Mm-hmm. And in two years, we have we're loving something else, mm-hmm. and we don't abandon the thing that we love. We just found a new version of yourself, and to constantly be challenging yourself mm-hmm. find a new version of yourself is rough yeah <laughs> you know yeah and you've been Jeez. doing it a long time so yeah it's, it you is. just well it isn't rough as in it's rough because it's risky mm-hmm. it's rough because it's maybe a road that a lot of people don't support inside the business outside the I don't know however you look at it but what's kind of fun now is most of those voices just stopped being loud <laughs> Or you, and, or you just no longer, we just, you just listen to your own We listen to yeah. our own voice, and right now, we sat down, and what was really interesting is it was very efficient. Like, we sat down, and it went faster very. than we how did. Long did. How long did it take you to write Ridiculous. We wrote the record like month, in, right? like, what, no. nine days? Nine days. And recorded it in four. Wow. That's got to be the fastest. The fastest. No, they weren't right? consecutive. Right, right, consecutive. Right. But, sure, but still. But when you compile them all together, yeah. nine days and recorded in four. It was crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And the, it's the same thing the show we're sitting on right mm-hmm. now. We created on the telephone mm-hmm. with each other. The production and, and the video. And kind of dreamed and it up. And email and things. Yeah. Which, and then know. we went and we played uh, some shows in Europe on a not this set list. Mm-hmm. And then we went and played one show and recorded it. Mm-hmm. And then we built the show on top of this. What did you but want? Look, to if you if you can't do that after twelve years, <laughs> you should quit. Because I mean, you know what I'm I saying. I do wonder why Kenny Chesney rehearses for like four months. Listen, to same like, songs. Look, buddy, uh, no, you're I, already good. Already, you know? good. and you know so what you're going to do. Musicians. You know your thing. You know mm-hmm. your thing is like being the Jimmy Buffett of country. So it's not like it's going to be a big awesome. change when he gets out there. No, but it's fantastic. But I'm I saying love it's like he, thank he God does you it. you know you right. know you. Well, the majority of these songs, especially because we have much of the original band, right? So most of these people know this music, right? So mm-hmm. there's also that, you know. But I, it was so funny because I was even talking with our drummer Travis at at dinner, and he was like, "I can't believe." He was saying again. He said this yesterday. I can't believe that we have done this in this amount of time. And I was like, "But when you're working with this caliber of talent, mm-hmm. and everyone is on their you, game, you mm-hmm. all you have to do is put it together." Because mm-hmm. then he and I aren't sit over there like trying to do it all. Right. We bring what we bring. Bring we help to be the glue and the synthesis for it in, in terms of the, the creative ideas. People then bring their best versions of themselves, right. and voila. Here we are. Is Were Brandon you surprised? 
Sorry, were you surprised by how quickly the songwriting moved? Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you were. <laughs> well, I write a lot, and the quality of what we have written and the consistency of it is something I don't get. And I kept telling you that. I was like, ooh, I was like, I ain't been doing this over the past five years. I was like, geez, I was like, me man. either, because I just that's, been sitting in a room by right. myself like this. It's really, it's inspiring, and it, I think it has to do with a certain amount of, I mean, that's the next follow-up question. I'll just answer it. It has to do with a certain number of amount of trust. And people say that all the time in creative space, but this is different. Because it's two people. It's, this yeah. is different because it's, a, it's like a chemical reaction, like it's, and it's consistent. Like, we wrote only nine songs or ten songs and left one behind which we replaced with another song we liked better. Mm-hmm. That might have been the same groove, mm-hmm. right? And that's it. It's a very efficient. Like, it's not me writing 300 songs to find 10. Right. It's us writing 10 to find 9. Mm-hmm. But that's also, huge. you know, we're, we are not only as amount of trust, but, but the, the, the sort of rhythm that we have with each other and yeah. also our quality meter, you know, mm-hmm. our, like... Yeah, I, we wouldn't give up mm-hmm. on stuff. But we either wouldn't give up or we knew very quickly, mm-mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't, don't do that. Move on, right. move on, move on. <laughs> right. You know? And you have that kind of relationship that you can say that to each other that, you know, yeah, I, I don't like this, let's forever. move on. Did, did you guys miss each other when you were apart for all those years? I mean, were there times where you were in the studio solo going, you know, if Jennifer had been here, if Christian had been here? No, I think for me it was such new eyes, you know, such mm-hmm. fresh eyes. There wasn't a missing in that way. I mean, look, I, I, I'm joyful that we get to come back together. Mm-hmm. Two things. A lot of things. <laughs> I'm joyful that we came back together and it, and it, happened the way that it has okay that the music happened the way that it has and that we both love it so much I'm joyful to also get to revisit all the music that we've created previously that we didn't each get to visit whenever we were doing our own things that being the whole purpose is to do other music Mm -hmm. but it's still that nonetheless it still makes it super joyful to come back to that Mm -hmm. Uh, is Brandon in the band? That's Brandon's in the so band. Brandon, so Brandon's back on the road. Um, yep. You guys did a lot of touring solo, but still, it's different. This is a different tour. This is a big tour. This is an arena tour. I mean, uh, how are you feeling about bringing that back? Because it's been six years, seven years since you know you were both together. I mean, what did you want to do differently for the live show, or what did you want to bring to the live show this time around when you were talking about putting it together? I mean, I think what we've always done and what we just wanted to continue to 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 build upon is our shows are are what we like to to think that they're transportive Mm -hmm. we like to create other worlds and much and we also like theater a lot i mean it's it's one thing and i and i'm not saying this in a in a critical way but it's one thing now it's very popular to have only the biggest baddest technology of a gigantic screen behind yourself <laughs> the whole time and that's beautiful because it, you can get wonderful you know wonderful art in terms mm-hmm. of, of the content that can be on those screens and at the you same can get time, lost in those worlds yes mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. and at the same time we're a little bit more organic than mm-hmm. that and I think a little bit more theatrical than, than technological in our visual aesthetic mm-hmm. um, so we like to play around with with the theater and the drama of it, um, yeah, and, and that's fun to do. We're a, we're a band on a stage band, yeah, which is a, a different thing. Mm-hmm. There are no computers driving our set. There's mm-hmm. it's really great people. Mm-hmm. You trust in great musicians. You put them on the stage, and you you create a wave, and then you freaking paddle it. <laughs> you know, it's 
Is it exciting to be back on the road? Are you are you looking forward to the summer with with, with dread or, or um, happiness? I'm looking forward to the shows. <laughs> I am cautiously, I won't even say optimistic. I'm cautious <laughs> and tepid at best about the travel. Yeah. Um, especially now with a five. I was going to say this is probably Magnus's biggest tour too, right? Um, I mean, I guess he came with you. Yeah, with he came with me on all my yeah. solo tours. You know, when he was a baby. But the difference is, a baby's very different than five years probably old. And even <laughs> and the last time I toured with him mm-hmm. um, was what a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So you know, three and a half to five is also a <laughs> That's very a huge, different yeah. age. You know. how, how do you think he, he feels about that? it? Yeah. What's that? Does he remember that? Does he, he does not remember that. that. No, I don't. I don't think he does. I mean, they don't really have memories anyway. To or not really. You know. Oh, and then once you hit forty, it's just goes down so too. Crazy. <laughs> you don't even have a memory. Your brain's building so fast you can't even remember. I can't hold memory. Um, but uh, so I don't think he remembers it. But but he knows that we're going on the bus. He mm-hmm. knows that because he's coming out on the next round. I didn't bring him on this one because it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. But you know, and his bus will be his belt will be tricked out with. This time it's Jurassic Park, and um, so yeah, I, I hope he'll think it's fun. Just to have elements of that of home, you know, not necessarily yes. home, but just something to make it fun for. Yeah, and for I'm him basically going to make it like summer camp. I mean, yeah. I'm bringing out cousins and friends at yeah. various times, and we're going to, you know, when we go to fun places, the state fairs, or when we go to, right. you know, places where there are theme parks or whatever, we'll be doing all that. Right, right. He's going to think that you have the best job. I know. I <laughs> hope so. He'll be like, I would love for you. To go. When are you going back on tour? <laughs> I hope so. When you can home. Home. Yeah. That, that you know, as any work in mom if you're mm-hmm. or a parent yeah. but especially mom if you're required to travel for mm-hmm. your job I feel mm-hmm. so lucky that I can bring him with me because you must know it is a ton of stress mm-hmm. and logistics to make sure that they have what they need first and foremost and that you can still do your job right and you're getting ready to go on stage and he's going to bed and you know, yes yeah, and how that, yes yeah. it how takes you, a yeah. village right. yeah Tell me real quick about um, the Taylor Swift song because that's like the first song that you guys have not written that's been on an album. Is that correct? Yes, ever. it is ever, and it's very. I mean, minus like cover songs that we yeah, put out. Sure, but um, it's the first one we've ever re- recorded or released that we didn't make. We didn't write. How did that come about? I mean, did she come to you? Because I know she's been doing songs for other people. Or kind of, we're on Big Machine, right? So it's Taylor's label, and mm-hmm. the head of Big Machine, Scott Borchetta, mm-hmm. and Scott um, kind of brought it, saying, "I'm not going to believe this, but." Taylor's pitching a song mm-hmm. to you guys. She, I, I kind of let her know that this might be a possibility that you guys might be getting back together. And she just went, here, try this. So she immediately thought of you guys as... Yeah, and she's, but we have a lovely history in the sense that we started out around the same time. Yeah, that's true. Um, she was much younger, like it's I guess 15, 15 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was a fan you mm-hmm. know she still has the little we had an ep that we did that was un that was like an unsigned mm-hmm. EP that we did on our own independently called premium quality tunes and we signed that for her and she still has what, that from when EP. was that like was that at a show that she yes. come to or yeah something? this was i don't i mean obviously she, it was 15 years yeah. ago yeah it might have been she opened a bunch of shows that we did oh did she okay while. okay back in the early but we early early but days. you know whenever you're starting out you you end up running with the same people sure. for a certain amount because you're all looking for the same thing kind of so so, yeah, you know, it came yeah. into the circling. World. We're circling. You're all circling the drain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it came into our world, but it came in pretty early, and we hadn't even started to write. Oh wow! So, even so, before you started so we were like, yeah. "Well, thank you." Right. And right. then maybe we, we don't sh- know how to do we, this. I, we, I have no idea what to do with this. Mm-hmm. So we started writing, and the more we started writing, we started talking, and. Uh, 
trying to figure out if that was a good fit, if it was the right kind of song for the record that's suddenly shown up and it was, is it the right kind of story mm-hmm. is it can what can we do with it if we do record it what will it sound like mm-hmm. will, will it be, she, will like, she it? like it mm-hmm. like will she like were, what we do with it there's a million more problems with a song you didn't write <laughs> it's way more pressure. Then there it's way more pressure <laughs> and um and thankfully you know it all kind of worked out because we recorded it we loved it we loved we it gave it to her she loved she it. loved it and then she was like i want to be a part of that and then now it's kind of where it is, so it's it's weirdly organic, mm-hmm. but it's also uniquely like in the zeitgeist. It's, yeah. it's very interesting. Luckily, luckily, yeah. Because I mean, imagine if you were. I, I say this all the time. The way I found the Indigo Girls was uh, mm-hmm. listening to uh, uh, Michael Stipe, REM. The, the the REM guest, Michael Stipe, yeah. guesting. On kid that fears. kid fears, <laughs> I like Sorry. how uh, don't, don't mind us. We're, we're just old people. <laughs> this is how this will um, happen. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I remember when I first heard it, and I went, "Oh my god!" So this is a really good song. I love this. Oh, holy crap! That's Michael Stipe, right? Because that was my favorite band at the time, right? Can you imagine if that's happening to somebody right now? He goes, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. oh my god!" What? Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it opens you up to an audience. Well, it's just cool. I just think it's a cool way to find it. Yeah, it's we're so lucky because it opens. You know, in taking a hiatus, there's a whole group of people around her demographic that did not know Sugar. They missed you. They missed us. Yeah. So how fantastic to be able to be you know offered that introduction. Is is this Jordan? Is this the shut up? This is the. Well, I mean, it's the hey. There's uh, there's like sixty people waiting outside. It's only fifty. <laughs> then, then, one more, then, then I'll wrap it up. But but kind of along those lines, you know, you were saying earlier about how things have changed. You know, I mean, social media wasn't what it was when the last album came out. You know, the, 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 yeah, the, the public conversation no. wasn't what it was. No. The, 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 the country wasn't, wasn't what it was. You know, all kinds of things weren't what they were. And also the radio industry has changed a lot, too. So, I mean, so what, what challenges have you guys faced with this new music of, you know, you're coming back after a while. Ha- has it been really receptive immediately that, hey, yay, Sugarland's back? Or is it more, oh, okay, well, you guys haven't been around for six years, you know, kind of like when Bon Jovi releases a new album. It's like, yeah, we like the song, but, you know. What's it been like for you guys? Everybody was very excited. Um, the response, you know, in terms of the fans from the time we walked out mm-hmm. on the stage together to give our little wink and a nod on CMA yes. was like, what the, it's happening! And I was at that after party, by the way. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. So you guys see So everybody was really excited starting there, and we could tell that that buzz felt really authentic. Mm -hmm. I think that has fed into the industry buzz about it. But I'm not going to lie. I feel a little bit of of proving ourselves, Mm -hmm. reproving ourselves. But I'm up to that. Oh, I'm not. Look, we got a really good album to do it. And I feel it like the way we did the set list Mm -hmm. is assuming that if you're at the show, you're like, oh, my God, I don't know this first song. (laughs) And then you hear three songs, you're like, Okay, and there, and I, I imagine in my head that the audience is asking themselves, do they still have it? Mm-hmm. Is it still mm-hmm. there? It's like, and then about the time that you de- make your decision, we come in for the kill. And that's intentional, and that you set the set list Absolutely, way, so. because I know what, I mean, that's what we've done in this whole experience is mm-hmm. tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to hear the first single? Well, it's called Still the Same. It's about us walking in the room for the first 45 mm-hmm. minutes. You want to, you know, you want to do this thing. We just sing with Taylor. We didn't know what we were doing. This mm-hmm. is what we're, we just tell the truth about it. This is us on stage. This is us in a thing. I think it's honest because the the communication of the message of the things of we're people who just showed up with the technology that is happening now, mm-hmm. with the fortitude of our creative space that we have now, and we're just going to do our best to tell you the world we see. 
you know. Five, six, seven. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, you seem really excited about getting back out there and playing this stuff. Yeah. How many new songs are you putting in the set list? Maybe six. six. Oh, half, six. Half the album. Oh, wow. So half the album. That's. But we also play for a really long time. Yeah, you're doing almost two hours, right? Yeah. Close to, I forgot what. But it flies by. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Oh, it's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it flies by. I, have, I have no concept. You're the right one up there singing and playing. Yeah, and, we, you we, know, we, everything you else. Know. So, yeah, sure. Check in That's with why us in it a was week. a long day. Yeah. 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 Check in with us in a week. We'll right. tell you. Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. Sure, he has some competition, but for many of us, our favorite bear is Winnie the Pooh. And the Alliance Theater Company and the High Museum are both celebrating Pooh Bear and his friends. The Alliance is staging a one-act production based on the beloved children's stories of A.A. Milne, which runs through July 9th at the Rich Auditorium at the Woodruff Arts Center. Those tickets are $5 to $15, and you can find them at alliancetheater.org. At the High Museum of Art, you'll find an exhibition organized by the Victoria and Albert Museum in London, which explores the history and legacy of Pooh through original sketches, photographs, memorabilia, and letters. The exhibition also includes interactive elements that bring E.H. Shepard's memorable and enduring illustrations to life. As crafted by Milne and Shepard, Winnie the Pooh and his companions Piglet, Eeyore, Rabbit, Tigger, Kanga, and Roo have delighted both children and adults for more than 90 years, and Pooh is still one of the most popular children's characters of all time. So don't miss this opportunity to visit the Hundred Acre Wood at the High Museum of Art at 1280 Peachtree Street. The exhibition is up now and it continues through September 2nd. And tickets are $14.50. Get all the details at high.org. Summer means free movies in the park. You'll find both classic films and recent blockbusters on the schedule. The screenings usually start around dusk, between 8 and 9 p.m., but there are often more related activities and events starting about 5 p.m., including some musical performances, family fun, and food trucks. Make sure to check the details for each event before you head out because some of them have restrictions on bringing in outside food, alcohol, containers, and differing policies on weather cancellations. Some of the highlights in the coming weeks include on June 21st, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and on June 28th, Happy Feet at Atlantic Station Movies in Central Park. Town Brookhaven will have E.T. on June 21st and Clueless on June 28th. The Mall of Georgia in Buford will show Wonder on June 23rd. And Northside Hospital in Canton has Peter Rabbit on June 23rd. Head to accessatlanta.com for more locations and a complete list of movies you'll find at each one. The Roswell Summer Puppet Series continues this week as Lee Bryan, that puppet guy, presents the Big Bad Little Red Pig Show. It's a mashup of a pair of well-known tales that share one thing in common, a big bad wolf. Little Red Riding Hood and the three little pigs, one of them named Kevin Bacon, occupy the same fairy tale universe in Brian's melding of these two familiar stories. He brings it all to life with rod puppets, hand puppets, music, and an original script. You can catch it at 10 a.m. Monday through Saturday and on Wednesday and Friday at 1.30 p.m. June 25th through June 30th at the Roswell Cultural Arts Center at 950 Forest Street in Roswell. 
Tickets are $5, and you can find those and details on this and the rest of the series at roswellpuppets.com. It's time for the annual AthFest Music and Arts Festival, with the 22nd edition happening June 22nd through June 24th. This celebration of Athens' creative culture will fill downtown with music from local, regional, and national bands on three outdoor stages, a juried artist market, Kids Fest, vendors, beer gardens, and a late-night club crawl through some of Athens' best clubs and music venues. The free outdoor festival starts Friday, June 22nd at 5 p.m. and ends Sunday, June 24th at 8 p.m. The juried artist market includes paintings, photography, jewelry, sculpture, furniture, and clothing. Following the outdoor shows Friday and Saturday nights, a $25 club crawl wristband will get you into more than a dozen venues featuring more than 100 bands. Look for improved sound, bigger tents, and more amenities this year thanks to grants from the Georgia Council for the Arts and an award from the National Endowment for the Arts. The proceeds fund AthFest Educates grants given to teachers and community educators for music and arts experiences and equipment for Athens area youth. Find out more about AthFest Educates at athfesteducates.org. For more information on AthFest itself and a complete schedule and to purchase wristbands, head to athfest.com. For more things to do around Metro Atlanta, head to accessatlanta.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith, podcast edited by Ryan Horn, music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin, and I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta. Access Atlanta.